welcome back to a very special edition of the GoCast podcast. It's me, Chris, and I'm sitting here with the one, the only, the wonderful Zoe Two Dots. How's it's it going, me. Zoe? It is <laughs> Good, you. Thank you. It's me. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing stellar. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to like hang out and talk some Pokemon Go for a bit. Absolutely. Happy to be back. It's been a hot second. <laughs> it has been. But before we get into that, wasn't Absol joke or was that? Yes, it absolutely yeah, was. Oh, yeah, absolutely was. <laughs> oh, man. OK, well, I got to write that down. OK, <laughs> well, <laughs> Welcome back. It's been since February. Yeah. Yeah. And for funsies today, I went back and I like listened to that interview and stuff like that because I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you know, compare what we were talking about then to what we're talking about now because it's been, you know, more than half a year. So a lot of stuff has changed in the game for you and your channel. Like everything is... We're just in a different spot. So it is absolutely like from in February to here, it's full 360. It's crazy. Growth is exciting. Yes. <laughs> yes. So before we dive into any of that, if somebody has just started listening and this is their first introduction to you, aside from being a Pokemon Go YouTuber, what's up with you? Like what who sets you this? apart? What's your focus? <laughs> yeah. Who is Zoe Two Dots? Well, welcome, lovelies. If this is your first time uh, hearing me, I am an Australian Pokemon Go YouTuber, content creator, bringing you guys adventures from Australia, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I, I guess my <laughs> my main focus in the game, I don't know. I just like to have a good time. I don't get too bogged down in it. I like to do a little bit of everything, bit of shiny hunting, egg hatching, dabble in PvP, just have a good time, go and show you guys something cool um, or show you something different that you haven't seen before. Yeah, just having a good time. Having a good time, basically. It's me. All right, cool. <laughs> well, again, welcome back. Thrilled to have you. Thank you. So this was back in February when we talked last. That was kind of like the start of your sponsorship, your partnership with Niantic, right? Yes. You had joined, which was, you know, has been kind of coined by people that have been around for a number of years following this scene. Summer Tour Squad, right? I mean, lovingly referred to as Summer Tour Squad. So I kind of want to dig into where you've been, where you're at, Summer of Go, all that stuff. It's going to be a a whirlwind of topics. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. So let's catch up a little bit with you before we really dive into live events and stuff like that. Your channel has more than doubled since the last time we spoke in February. Yeah. That's insane. It's wild. It's this year has been absolutely mental. Seriously. Someone asked, they're like, yeah, so like what has been your growth this year? And I was like, a lot. And then went back and checked and I was like, holy dooly, like this year has just been absolute insanity for for growth on the channel and just like the community has stayed such a good little bubble of humans as well which is i think one of, again like i said last time was pos- i think i said last time my community like being so positive is fantastic and the fact that it's extrapolated and expanded so rapidly but still stayed really fantastic and supportive and wholesome is amazing love you good eggs but yeah it's it's been weird it's yeah it's intense. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, how are you leveraging like your your new channel size? Like what sort of exciting new things have you been able to do, uh, kind of get into? What has the summer afforded you? Oh, goodness. Oh, that's such a broad question. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it's just, I guess, more exposure for like that feeling when you put in a lot of work into a video and just knowing that 
people are going to see it and enjoy it and it's going to reach a nice amount of people that can go like, whoa, I haven't seen something like that before. That's super neat. Or knowing that if, I don't know, like say, for example, we did the um, the Starlight Children's Foundation, we did this big charity stream. I've never really done like a fundraiser stream before, but just knowing so many people were willing to like jump in and help out and support like a but kind of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of style. So it's sure, like helping yeah. sick kids in hospital and like knowing that so many people, like you can reach so many people or like share that message with, a, you know, a more effective number of humans is fantastic. Just kind of like knowing this many people have got your back and want to see you succeed. Yeah. It's really, really lovely. Yeah. I guess the f- overall feel is similar, but just cranked up to the next level of volume. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of comments yeah. to apply to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, that stuff's got to be kind of uh, difficult to manage, but you, you seem to do just fine, really. So I'm sure it takes a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, something else we talked about last time that I thought was really, really interesting because I, I, I watch your channel. I'm a fan. So thank you. I kind of know the answer to, to some of this a little <gasps> bit, but you mentioned in your in the last time we chatted that your goal for this year was to tackle some more like fun experimental videos. I think the phrase you used was cinematic. Yes. Ugh. How did how did that go? Uh, 50-50. I feel like especially because the summer has been so jam packed with like thing after thing after thing. I had the opportunity to make a lot of really fun videos, like a lot of really, really good stuff, like with the other creators, a lot of good banter, a lot of good humor, like stupid stuff like the we're not dating video, you know, egg hatching, shiny checks with the other guys and all that. But in terms of like really knuckling down and doing more of the green screen AR edits and the the spicy cinematics, mm-hmm. I think finally after being now home for two weeks, I'm like, okay, I want to think proper and do a couple of those videos before the year is out like especially with um i was looking back through some of my footage and i was like wow the last time i did like a proper green screen edit was halloween last year with all the the ghastlies and the haunters and kind of like spooky ghost pokemon following me and all that jazz i was like i really need to do that again because it's i don't think really anyone else does it i know jt valor does some really cool stuff now with ar plus where he'll record the screen and bring the pokemon into frame but um, no one else really does a lot of the green screen, like clipping stuff to make the Pokemon, you know, behind a tree or whatever. So that's kind of my goal for this month is to actually do those ones to go and watch more tutorials on, you know, cinematics or how to do cool transitions and things like that. The, the summer was just nonstop. So now it's like, okay, stop and do some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think you're being too hard on yourself. The three oh. that the three that come to mind for me is the Detective Pikachu video. Yeah, okay, that's true. Um, that was fun. <laughs> the, the team, the Team Rocket video. Yeah, and then the uh, the aquarium one that was kind of like an overlay, you know. Yeah, uh, where you were swimming and you did like some of the green screen with the Finian going past you, or yeah. was it a Goldeen? I don't remember. Yeah, Goldeen. Yeah, those were all just really fun. So yeah. do you not count those because I would. I, I, sorry, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, I want to do more like that. Definitely. That does. I guess the goal is to have like less periods of time in between those. So like, I, I love those videos. Those are so fun, and like, I feel like I didn't wrap up the detective Pikachu one with like full justice but um I want to have less time in between having something fun like I'd love to do another impersonation series like that was really fun so oh yeah yes yeah and now that I know a lot of them better like get the nuances (laughs) (laughs) awesome well I'm already looking forward to it that'll be great 
Okay, so let's dig into a little bit of the Summer of Go stuff because that's been, I'm sure, all consuming for you for the past like four months. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Okay, so which live events were you able to attend this year? Let's include like Safari Zones and Go Fests and such. Yeah, Sentosa? was was like March-ish, March-April, um, yeah. the Singaporean Safari Zone. We did like a little Mumbai trip, but that wasn't like, that was for just a calm day. It wasn't one of the live events. Then the three go fests, so Chicago, Dortmund, and uh, Yokohama. And that's it, I think. Oh, gosh, You're it's been so to, busy. Are you going to Montreal next week or no? Sadly, no. In two weeks? No, it's mm. just um, okay. specifically for that weekend, the, the cost of flights just spikes. Oh, I bet. Like, to like 2000 something return. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Justify okay. that. And even if we did like the fundraising thing for it, it's like, I shouldn't just spend double the price just for the safari. Like, we should make a better use of that. Sure, sure. Like, if, if it was a better time of year and stay longer and see the, the lovelies in Canada, you know. Get a bit more time with them kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Montreal yeah. is beautiful. I've never been, but I once this event went up, since we live in North America, I was like, oh, well, mm. we could just drive up. And I was like looking at photos. <laughs> we eventually decided that we could not drive, just drive up. <laughs> <laughs> um, that place looks so breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah. I want to go. Have fun in Montreal, guys. <laughs> Taiwan, I'll see the Taiwan squad. That's a bit closer to Australia. It's not a 22-hour flight. (laughs) (laughs) It's not close at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't think of any other live events besides those, really. So uh, maybe we're blanking on one or two, but you've been basically able to attend most, if not all, of the major events. Yeah, yeah. Certainly the Go Fest. Pretty much from from March to now, I've been on the go. Yeah. Yes. Uh On the go. (laughs) So the the big three, right, being the Go Fests, not to say that the Safari Zones are any less. We'll get to that in a little bit. But did every Go Fest seem kind of unique? Because I know on paper, somebody's be like, well, you know, maybe I don't want to spend the money to go to. Uh, let's say Dortmund, if I've already been to Chicago, like what could be so different? And as somebody that's been to all three, I would love to hear yeah. what it was like for you. Absolutely. That was so, so different. Like all of them felt so incredibly different. I think there's a, the combination of the culture, like whoever the, the humans are that are the majority in that area. Um, and then obviously there's all the visitors and people traveling for the events. So there's like the, the base feel of just like social aspects, the parks themselves kind of influence the gameplay, whether things like that stacked up too. I think, for example, like Chicago and Dortmund are probably the closest to compare because they were such a large space. Um, there were only one park. They um, were, you know, a four-day thing, but they felt so, so incredibly different. The Dortmund park was just spaced out so much more, like you had a lot more space to not you know be bumping into other trainers there was less congestion at certain pinch points like you could go to a habitat and then just be like yep i want to go find sandshrew and just hang with the the sandshrew biome and you're clear of any other spawns you know really focus that kind of stuff um and i guess because it wasn't a rectangle like the walking path for it was really easy to navigate you could just kind of do loops or ignore an entire section if you wanted to the spawns felt slightly less intense but that's probably because they were spread out more Chicago, I definitely felt like I did not make much progress on my game day. I was just like, stop, start, stop, start. I couldn't, you know, get through certain groups of people before it was like, oh, is that, hey, Zoe, can we go a quick picture kind of thing? So those little stops and starts made it so that I, I didn't even really get down to some of the biomes until 
well and truly into the end of the day just because it was a bit harder to get through the flow. But at the same time, the the hype of Chicago was fantastic because everyone's so close together and everyone's like this excited little energy. Right, yeah. And then I guess to compare it all to the Japanese Go Fest, that felt like less than a safari zone. The Japanese Go Fest was really um, like all of us were like, wow, okay, cool. Like it was incredibly tiny. All the three parks were incredibly tiny. There was a lot less people um, because of the size of the parks, but there wasn't any of, you know, the tent set up, the T-shirt giveaways, the the little prizes or winning medals. There was no PVP. There was no trading outpost. Wow, really? Yeah, it was it was surprising, like genuinely, because we were like, Japan invented Pokemon. Like, shouldn't they have the <laughs> biggest, best, like bells and whistles, you know? We thought it was going to be like the last two of them, but bumped up to a 1,000 and it was kind of had less going on than the safari zone. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is fascinating. Yeah. Wow. It was a very, they all had a very different feel. Yeah. So I, I wrote down just a couple of things for each of them just because it's, it's so hard to keep all this straight sometimes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago happened in June. Uh, Dortmund was July and Yokohama was was August. Um, in, in Chicago, there were five habitats, if you count Buckingham Fountain. And I mean, you kind of have to because it had unique Yes, songs. definitely. Uh, yeah. Spooky Woods, Winter Forest, Sandy Desert. Fairy Garden, Buckingham Fountain. And then in mm-hmm. Dortmund, it kind of seemed like there was going to be very similar things. There was four habitats, uh, Steel Factory, Mysterious Woods, which was very close <laughs> to Spooky Woods, uh, mm. Boat Lake, which I assume was water habitat, Rocky Terrain, which is very close to Sandy Desert. And yeah. then to hear you say that Japan was such a, a mass departure from it. The, the maps, even because I was reviewing some of the maps, the schematics of them, they were yeah. very like they didn't look the same branding wise as the, the rest of the stuff. Absolutely not. Like there was none of like, so for Japan, there was like the biome that was the ice had the blow ups. Like there was like the blow up Lapras, blow up seal and they all were really cute, but there was certainly not like the habitats. So, you know, in Chicago, the spooky woods had the cobwebs and the smoke machines and all of that little extra flair and little spots where you can take some really cool AR photos. None of that in Japan. No, it was purely the the blow ups and a couple of cutouts. Okay. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's fascinating yeah. to hear, man. But like, how about spawns? Gameplay people that were there in Japan? Uh, this, like the spawns weren't fantastic to me. I like genuine, like if you kept walking, like there was, you know, you were still like getting enough checks and stuff in, but to go and try and find like the biome, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, where, where is the icy biome? Okay. It's near the, the Lapras blow up and under this tree. Cause everyone's hiding under the tree because it's, oh, you sure. know, 30 something degrees Celsius and, was like a hundred and something or a hundred Fahrenheit and just humidity for days. So everyone's like standing under this one spot in the shade where it's like, okay, uh, there's a lure on and there's a Vulpix and a Sandshrew. And then we'll wait for the lure to bring in some more spawns. And there's a Sandshrew and a Absol. And we'll wait for a little bit. Like it was just, I don't know. It felt so different. It just felt so, so different. Like it just, like genuinely, if you went and lured up at, at, at like, you know, Kinshiso station, you'd get more spawns than what was happening at, at um at GoFest in Japan. In the parks? Yeah. I do believe I believe though that the GoFest in Japan was run by the Pokemon company, not by Niantic. That would explain why all the branding was a little yeah, bit different. It was so and, different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well that that's interesting. Yeah. That's what I believe. I I don't know if that's hundred percent correct, but that's what I believe. So Niantic was still like run, like you know, putting it on, but it was all 
coordinated yeah, by. Yeah, assets were provided by, by and yeah. resources were provided by yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, that's the home of Pokemon. So that, that would make sense to me that they would mm. want to kind of have control over that that brand presence in their city and stuff like yeah. that. So maybe, maybe next year, just like it has been for Chicago year after year, it gets better and better. I'm hoping that they keep three. Like they could definitely, if they if they pumped out like Yoyogi Park in Japan, like that park is massive. Man. Like if they had that fully decked out, like what they have for Chicago or Dortmund, that would be phenomenal. I would love to see because they could easily facilitate it. They'd still get the the attendance and the turnout. And yeah, I think the, the Japanese players and stuff really deserve that whole, you know, the, the hype of like the, oh, who has, you know, the, the most Psyduck or who has the least pigeon, right. you know, win a t-shirt or like the kids get so excited about that kind of stuff and the adults too. Like I'd love to see them get that same experience that, you know, the trainers in chicago and dortmund had as well okay. well hopefully so, yeah hopefully crossed. we can look yeah. forward to that that's interesting well yeah. kudos to you guys by the way because i watched all those videos from japan and you <laughs> each of you had like <laughs> a film on you because it was so hot you know <laughs> everybody's like i'm so oh, sorry i'm a little were... gross but it's really hot <laughs> it was so so sweaty like i watched back some of the videos and i'm like it doesn't communicate at all how hot right, it was yeah. like not nearly so, enough yeah, to hear you say i'm like man oh, you yeah, guys yeah, are yeah. running around anyway like woo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We went to grab lunch, went to like go grab lunch from the 7-Eleven, like get some onigiri. And then they were completely cleaned out. Like every single food item was just gone. We were like, oh no, we haven't eaten lunch. So we had like, it was at the end of the day, me and Nick sharing a packet of like plain salt chips lying on the ground with like 40 bottles of water. And this one packet of chips, just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> help. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Okay. Well, uh, this kind of begs the question. Uh, Mistagon, who's uh, a listener, wants to know, do you have a particular event that you enjoyed the most? Also, he wants to let you know that you have a lot of fans in Denver, Colorado. Shout out to Denver. Event that I enjoyed the most. Open to Safari Zones, Go because, Fest, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it gets like if I will have to separate it entirely from the social, like separate it from, so like, for example, Japan Go Fest was probably the least exciting live event, but one of the best like social trips with the other guys and gals and just, you know, all that fun outside of Go Fest was fantastic. But if I'm putting it purely to the live event, I think Dortmund was my favorite. The park was really great. Like the spacing was really good. Just the, the trainer energy like everyone's so positive like it's a very like everyone was just you know everyone's kind of always in a good mood I guess at the live events but I feel like there's that kind of European warmness of just like hey how you doing everything's good like we're just taking it easy and everything's fine I got really lucky with the shinies like the the variety of spawns were fantastic just overall it was like a really fun day at Dortmund yeah that's awesome all the boxes yeah Chicago gives me anxiety sometimes, just like the city. <laughs> Sorry, Chicago. It's a very stressful city to be. It's a bit overwhelming sometimes. I live here and yeah. yes, you don't get used to it. <laughs> um, I think Dorman was kind of like the perfect storm, you know what I mean? Because they, they yeah. had all the infrastructure, they carried over from Chicago like we were talking about before. Um, and then they also had the excitement of it being there for the first time. And I'm sure everybody's mm. like, whoa, you know, like <laughs> you can't beat that. It was you such know? a good bounce back as well, because I think... The previous year where they had the safari zone there, there was those crazy issues of like you popped an incense, lol, you're banned for the whole day because that weird bug. <laughs> and like the players that. that had that experience last <laughs> oh. year and then this year oh. having like, it's smooth, like that that 
kind of validation of like, yeah, yes. okay, this one's good. Everything like, works yeah. as intended. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, speaking yeah. of Safari zones and then them turning into GoFest or just comparing the two, do you feel mm-hmm. like the gap between what makes a Safari zone, what makes it GoFest, a GoFest, do you feel like the gap's starting to close at all? Absolutely. Like for the Safari zones this year, I think the only, like say, for example, the Sentosa Safari zone, compared to GoFest, Chicago or Dortmund, the only difference was there wasn't like a, a, a prize giveaway for like there wasn't the big kind of like kind of A-framey tents um, mm-hmm. with like challenges. That's the only thing that there wasn't. And like even then there was still, you know, the same kind of photo ops. You could, you know, go buy shirts or merch if you wanted to at all of them. Um, the spawns are all exciting and diverse and shiny potentials, the eggs, all that kind of jazz. So definitely, I think they're getting very, very close. I'm curious to see how Montreal goes and Taiwan as well, because I feel like they're two very different models because, you know, Taiwan's going to be a free safari. But the Taiwanese, you know, government clearly sees the value in having these massive Pokemon events for the economy, blah, blah, blah. And then versus like Montreal, I'm curious to see kind of how the setup will be for it. But definitely, I think they're getting really, really close. And even if you don't, you know, if you're not too fussed about like, oh, PVP comps and winning a shirt or getting a medal or whatever it might be, and you're just there for the spawns and the experience and the humans, like, I think they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we'll get to a point like maybe next year and next couple of years where there probably won't be a differentiation between them and it'll just all be the same kind of live event? Yeah. I think the, I guess the main difference i think is that the go fests are funded by niantic in part whereas the safari zones are generally funded by the local government like they put on like say for example the safari zone in um singapore it's like okay the local government council whatever it might be events whoever is in charge, they are paying for the renting of the space and the food trucks and the toilets and the facilities. Right. Um, and Niantic is just supplying, you know, the the support and the spawns um, and, you know, right. some of the the cool pop-up things to take photos with. Yeah. Or at least providing the collateral. Yeah. 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 And then right. versus GoFest, they're obviously paying, Niantic is paying for the T-shirts, for the, the tents, for the, the medals, the those extra bits and pieces so i think they're already yeah genuinely pretty similar it's just kind of like who is who is hosting it i guess if you get down into okay. like the nitty-gritty of yeah yeah who's paying the really bills think, yeah, <laughs> yeah i didn't really think that far along there uh, mm. about that but i think i think it's pretty easy for a lot of people to overlook how difficult these live events are to just put on oh gosh yeah like yeah. the amount of work that goes into it beforehand like with oh, all incredible. these all these cities submitting stuff for the Niantic 2020 stuff, like submit your city for a live event. It's like, um, I guess, having firsthand experience with the Brisbane squad, um, they kind of got in contact with Niantic before that Niantic 2020 thing was even a thing, like months and months ago. But just like the amount of work they had to do to be like, okay, we feel ready to submit a proposal of an event, like getting – um, local councils and governments to be like, yep, yeah, we would fund it, you know, a actual facilities to say, yes, we would supply bathrooms. Yes, we'd do security. Yes, we can do food. And then presenting that package to be like, here, we can do it. Please consider us for a safari. Right. How much work they've done on it is insane. 
And then I guess seeing other cities start to work on it and it's like, oh, it's going to take you guys weeks, but, you know, keep at it, like do it. Like it's going to be awesome when it pays off, but all the little bits and pieces people don't consider for a functional and safe live event. Sure. Yes. It's yeah. really cool to see kind of like the uh, the voluntary investment, though, also from all these mm. all these really enthusiastic exactly. groups like globally. Yeah, they don't have too. any, I guess, obligation to do it. It's just they want to do it. And I'm like, these are people with yeah. full time jobs. They're, you know, they've got their social life and their hobbies and their families outside of that. But they're putting so much time into just doing this to make it happen for like for their city. It's awesome. Yeah. And like at the core of it, I mean, I'm sure that they they're excited about like having the event and not having to get an international ticket. But a lot of the people because the, the Brisbane group also reached out to us and sent us an email, their proposal as well. Nice. Uh, so we got the handle on it. So it was like mm-hmm. th- these people are just also excited about like yes. sharing their city, like their yes. culture, yeah. their everything. They're like, yeah, Pokemon Go is great, but y'all should come here because you'll have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, exactly. and I just think yeah. that's so special. Like Pokemon Go is that that's the sort of thing it is. You know, yeah. like it's similar to like uh, this is people are going to be like, wow, what a stretch. But it's similar to like a city wanting to host the Olympics. Besides the economic yeah. boost that you get from it, you're just like, I have the Olympics here. And <laughs> that was really cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you right. check out our cool fountain? We have this really cool lake. You guys should check out that too. Like we're very proud of this lake. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. And then people that are like, I went there, I saw the lake, it was great. It was really beautiful. I saw the same lake that you saw. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that kind of all the go fests and such that have have wound down uh, and we've got the ultra bonus this year, or what are your thoughts on the ultra bonus this year, especially Mm. into comparison to last year? I feel like this ultra bonus is a lot more paced out. So I feel like the hype is medium as opposed right. to last year where it was just like, oh, my God, Mewtwo's out and this is how – like it was just kind of everything's <laughs> go, 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 go. Like I, maybe right. I'm like viewing that through like, you know, rose-coloured lenses or something, but I feel like last year was a bit more like <gasps> intensity and like the the hype for it was yeah. really, really crazy. Whereas this year I we're think- like, oh, yeah, once the safaris are like the go fest done, we're going to have a bonus, we're going to have this, like kind of – prepared for it um i kind of like that it is a bit more paced out but at the same time like last week i'm like well i'm just hunting for gligar i guess like i I don't know like i don't know i had like two videos up last week and i was like well i'm just gonna have a rest this week to be honest i'm not gonna i'm just gonna wait for the the regional eggs to start that's what i was looking forward to and then now i'm like go 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 open gifts open gifts but i guess it kind of caters to everyone's little pocket of what they like to do potentially like if you want to raid you're probably waiting for next week like for the Mewtwo raids uh if you like pvp you might be waiting for this week to do defense deoxys if you love eggs and shiny hunting maybe this week and next week for the regional eggs and if you like hatching eggs all three of these weeks yeah you just, just keep pumping right in your pocket eggs. exactly yeah. seriously yeah I'm, I'm i guess i'm enjoying the ultra bonus i think as well last year it's a bit different because i was still with like some of the other creators when the ultra bonus started. So we were kind of like could play part of it together. And I think that's part of the hype is playing with people who are equally as like intensely passionate. They also have the time to do it. Like that's their job is to do this content as well. So you kind of have un- uninterrupted time to do that. Whereas back home for this one, it's like, okay, so who's free specifically on Wednesday uh, at this time to do some, you know, like having to structure it a bit more. Yeah, so absolutely. But yeah. I think I'm enjoying it. <laughs> 
So it's funny that you were talking about this because I, I went and I looked back and I was like, I can't remember for the life of me what actually was in the ultra bonus, like specifically last mm. year and, you know, and to this year. And, you know, what's really funny is that most of it's pretty similar. We just got some extra stuff this year uh, mm. spread out because it's three weeks long or what have you. Yeah. So last year it was also Canto Regionals and Eggs. They're just shiny this year. And it was also Mewtwo and Raids. He's also just shiny this year. Was it the same time duration or was it a bit quicker? I Last believe year, was it was it three weeks? It was quicker. I think it was two. Yeah. Yeah. That's what One I, was, I think because it was the two weeks. It was like, let's get this bread. Like, yes, I was hatching those eggs like crazy. I honestly thought this year they would do the Gen 2 regionals as well. But I can understand if they're doing as the shiny, maybe they have something in plan for slowly releasing the shiny regionals just in general, like not even in eggs, but in their own areas over the next coming weeks or something. Because that'd be such a cool way as well to kind of stretch that idea of going to a go fest but now we can maybe recycle Tauros because it can be a shiny potential whereas people might not be like oh Tauros again it's like hey but now it's a shiny it's like oh okay maybe I will go to that safari zone like that kind of thing get a bit more mileage out of the existing ones I remember last year it was kind of this air of like, okay, like we're moving on, like complete your Canto decks. Here's your opportunity. You know, so like like you said, I'm also kind of surprised that there wasn't more of like a a generation two thing Mm. uh, similar to that, that this year. I mean, we did have Johto Journey. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, That the Johto spawns in the first week. But yeah, that no, no Gen two regionals. No. Maybe they have something in plan as well, just for another egg event where it's gen 2 regionals but not shiny applicable or something like to because they've always kind of said like you everyone will get everything eventually so say for example you you can't travel to australia but you can hatch them from eggs you know the eggs are popping twice as fast like you have a reasonable chance and if you don't physically get one trading's now a thing you'll probably be able to finish you know this bit so Mm -hmm. realistically you know i can't get to south america i can't get to florida i don't have heracross everyone's going to get everything eventually so with that in mind at some point more than likely they're going to have to come to eggs or something to do that to initiate everyone getting right. it right one would think yeah i mean also I, last year we everybody was convinced i know and at least the podcasting sphere that the people that i was speaking with at the time was that we were like okay this is how they're going to solve the mime junior thing because they're just going to remove yeah. all the gen ones as regionals <laughs> because they don't want to steal one just from one place yeah right so yeah. Uh, we still don't have Mime Jr. Uh. I, yeah, I don't want them to, like, I, I feel like it's such a cool concept of regional Pokemon. Like, I know I'm speaking from a point of, like, privilege where I have had the chance to travel and catch regionals. But even before that, like, I've had my channel for, like, years before I could travel for this game where I was still, like, I would rather not have Tauros than have it rotate regionals. I'd rather trade it from someone who's been there or go and get it myself one day because it's such a cool concept of, like, what other game can you have you literally region-locked Pokemon? Like, they spawn in different countries. It's such a cool concept. So I think it's great yeah. that they are in gifts and everyone can still get one without being able to travel. But, um, like, the Mime Junior thing, I was like, oh, I hope they don't get rid of regionals just to try and solve the Mime Junior issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it'd be so cool if you had to have a European friend. The European friend can send you a gift and that's where Mime Junior is. Or if you're in the region that has Mr. Mime, you can just get them from regular Pokestops, like regular eggs anyway. But for internationals to get it, you'd have to be friends with a European. 
that of or like opens up another can of worms for like how do they make the friends like Niantic isn't facilitating a, a friend network kind of thing so oh right. kids are getting online and talking to randoms and getting friend codes and blah 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 like that's a whole nother yikes Absolutely. I guess but right yeah you yeah. gotta tread lightly It'd be a fun way to deal with it with that. still keeping it regional definitely yeah. but I think as they add more regionals to the pool I mean if, if you look at a regional map from like two years ago which made a lot of sense you look at it now you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. there's like these whoa. crossing is like it, <laughs> is this latitude the New York subway system yeah. <laughs> what is happening oh my god someone should do a version of the map that looks like a train line like to break oh, it down. Be, that would be That'd hilarious be visually nice <laughs> they're gonna do it to a Mulga aren't they they're gonna make a Mulga regional aren't they I don't want them to but they totally are yeah <laughs> it doesn't evolve and they did it to patrice so sure did oh. you didn't get your philip patrice at uh go fast or you did i i kind of did but i love it it's such a cool pokemon i just want to see it all the time it's like if yeah. i could like actually see that and be like oh, there he is and just catch him every other day <laughs> like that's just, i don't know it feels nice yeah, that, it's one of my favorites yeah. like a mulgra i swear if they make it regional i'm moving to wherever that is because he makes me so happy it's such a happy pokemon <laughs> Yeah. It's like, ah, it just glides. So All good. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Let's kind of change gears a little bit. I, I want to get your thoughts on something uh, that's a little bit spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh. what do you think about the Flower Crown EV and research breakthroughs? I'm so excited. It's like the best right now. I'm just like, oh, uh, man. it's fine. <laughs> it's like, I I don't care. Like, I don't care uh, about, like, okay, once again, I acknowledge that I have access to a raid squad and we can go and do Kyogres and Groudons and Mewtwo's when they come out. I was kind of like all, f- everyone was talking about like, you know, the re- the um the legendaries repeating earlier in the year when it's like, we just had them in raids. Why are they in breakthrough boxes now? Like having a sook, oh my God, Latios and Latios, we just finished them. Why are they in the breakthrough boxes? And I kind of acknowledge that it's like, it's kind of there for the the rural players that phys- or the people who physically can't get to raids. There's so many pockets of people who can't drive, can't walk, mm-hmm. super rural. I'm the only person in my town. This is a way for them to complete their Pokédex to get some, you know, decent tanky Pokémon, blah, blah, blah. For me personally, I'm like, I don't get excited over the 40th Kyogre after seven days, the right. the next Groudon, the next whatever. It's like, cool. It, it's the same for Eevee. It's doesn't, it doesn't spark joy. And it doesn't like break my heart. It's just, it is another Pokemon in the, in the seven days. So I'm not too fast. I'm like, cool. Maybe I'll get a shiny one because my last shiny one cost me 800,000 Stardust. So <laughs> like, and it's the only one that I have. And oh, I've had man. access to hunt it at all of the live events this year and I still didn't get, you know, a second one or anything. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get a shiny, maybe not. But um, I kind of view it exactly the same as if it was a legendary. It's just, a, to me, it's another Pokemon. So I'm not too bothered either way. But sure. I can understand the people who need like a legendary in a breakthrough box because they physically can't get it elsewhere being salty. Everyone else, it's like, who cares? You're going to do your quests anyway, weren't you? Like, come on. You're not going to stop playing the game just because it's Flower Crown Eevee. Like, you were going to complete your quest and get your stamp anyway <laughs> Yeah. Today. The conversation we were having on the show was, it was like less about Flower Crown Eevee and more about people being upset about, you, know, you were getting into this a little bit, mm. the function of the breakthrough, mm. right? 
yeah, yeah, definitely to serve the rural player that doesn't yeah. have a raiding crew and stuff like that. That's why they have pools. That's why the four different Pokemon over two months, chances like that, yeah. it, to kind of help that person out. So, yeah, yeah, we we get it, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like but, when it was announced, I was like, oh, cool. The same was when I was like, oh, it's Kyogre and Groudon. Oh, cool. Like, neat. I'm not too phased <laughs> personally, so... You know, it's a nice little break as well. I suppose if you are someone who like doesn't care about it, just take the two months easy. No stress. You don't have to be like, oh, no, I forgot to actually do my task today. I got to run down in my undies to the Pokestop at the end of the street and, <laughs> you know, pick up a quest. Like, Spin fun. it and power up a Pokemon yeah. five times and call There's it a day. <laughs> so, so many tiny or so many like a multitude of things to focus on in the game if you're like got to get my daily streak and my task and my trades in and my powering up this stuff and my raid squad and the bosses changed and the gifts to my friends I'm going to open some gifts like if there's one less thing to have to try and manage per day yeah, yeah. I'm fine or, <laughs> I'm fine with not having to keep up with on a weekly actively. basis yeah. yeah 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 oh man okay yeah, I just I just wanted to see. <laughs> I, I I kind of figured that that was the the thinking for you. Uh, but yeah. So are how excited are you? This is this is a transitional question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that's yeah. playing I'm a professional because I pointed out instead of just letting it go. Um, <laughs> Generation five is around the corner. Hi. How ready are you? What are you looking for? Oh, Amolga, Amolga, Amolga. Every other okay. Pokemon can learn. I'm joking. Um, Gen 5 is great. I feel like Gen 5 is kind of the start for me of like when I started l- not loving and hating. Hate's such a strong word for Pokemon where it's just like, eh. But like there's a lot that I love in Gen 5 and a lot that I'm just like, that's a Pokemon? Like I was scrolling <laughs> through the list being like, oh, yeah, let's have a look. And there was genuinely like five Pokemon in there where I'm like, that's – someone just put that in. That's a fake I've never seen that before in my life where it was just such a design I didn't care about. I have disregarded it until this point in my life. So it's like, I feel like Gen 5 is where it starts being very, like I've got a lot of favorites and just a lot that I'm just like, eh. But um, yeah, yeah, Gen 5's cool. I'm excited. Litwick is great. Like little Chandelure is cool. Amolga, Dealing, Whimsicott. Yeah. There's a lot of really good, Minchino, Chinchino. They're so cute. I'm going to get dragged in the get a whole couple of months of getting dragged for pronouncing a Pokemon's name, air quotes, wrong. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just my my terrible Australian accent, guys. Hey, <laughs> We've got to get through this together. That's content, Zoe. That's just content, oh, you know. <laughs> every time. Every time there's a new generation, like, I can't wait to get hassled in the, in the comments, <laughs> especially when it's one that I'm not saying wrong. It is just genuinely my accent where it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what I said. It just sounds different right. coming out of my right. mouth. Like it's not right. like I like, said it in entirely uh, wrong letters or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, oh, my God. Uh, chin- I can already feel like Chinchino because it's spelt like sin, sin. Oh, my God. I don't want to say it. Like I say it like a cappuccino because of the double C. Right. And I'm like, right. but guaranteed someone right now listening to your podcast is like, <sighs> she's saying it wrong. <laughs> Rip so your I apologize to that out person. <laughs> they're already gone. They're already gone. Yeah, no need to just apologize. Like unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> That's it. That was the last straw. Cappuccino, come on. Yeah. You never, as a child, you're never playing through these, or as a, you know, a teenager or whatever. You're playing through these games on your Game Boy or your 3DS or whatever it is. You're not reading the game aloud to yourself. It's like one of the, you know, and now we've moved to a medium of recording. Wow, I'm going to go catch my Pikachu. Like, you've never had to say the Pokemon's name out loud necessarily in your life. So, your whole time right. you've been saying it in your head, saying it in your head, and then you're like, oh, my God, no. 
I have to say it out loud, to 70,000 people? Like, what did we say it from? Exactly. Especially for so, some of the more exotically spelled. Yeah. Like, uh, like when I was a kid, Crystal was my favorite version, right? So I always thought it was Suicune, but it's Suicune, right? Yeah. And Raiku, but it's Raiko, you yeah. know, stuff like yeah. that. Like, so many whatever. inflections. Yeah. Like, come That's, on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let me have it. At least I'm not saying Minum. Oh, <laughs> people say Minum. Like, no, my. It's not like minus. Exactly. It's like minus, but with an N. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But I'm 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 keen for it. Yeah. I'm I'm I was kind of feeling that like for just day to day stuff. I'm like really miss just going out and like chasing a shadow. So I feel like it's good timing. I'm glad. Let's yeah. Do it. It, this time around, it feels like, it definitely feels like it's time for. For something new, yeah, you know, it doesn't feel like we waited too long. It doesn't feel like it's too soon. Like it, it definitely it's feels just right. Just right. Yeah, yeah. Good bit of porridge. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> porridge, Nyanza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of hype, all right. Uh, I got, I got another question for you before we hop into some listener questions. Okay. Ooh. In December, we're gonna have two community days back to back. Oh the, yeah. The last time we had that was Evie. And, and that made a lot of sense because everybody had to catch like 50 of them in order to make sure mm-hmm. they got all of their forms and stuff because yeah, <laughs> roll the dice. <laughs> um, so what do you think December has to hold for us? You know, I know the common theories <sighs> are like, you know, one day for 2018 Pokemon, 2019 Pokemon the, the next day, like this mismatch. Like, what, what do you think? What's your best yeah, guess? Yeah, it's. It's so weird because last year, like the December one was, it was two to three days, wasn't it? It was like the full weekend. It didn't stop. Like it wasn't timed, was it? Like it was a uh, we full com day weekend. It was a week, and then uh, that had all the spawns. Um, they were boosted. The rates, mm. the shiny rates, weren't boosted until uh, like regular community day time window. I thought it was just yeah. one day. Yeah. Okay, I need to go back and watch my own. My I own think videos. so. I think was, so. Hey, don't quote me on that either. But so yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't specifically Saturday Sunday time slots kind of thing. It, there was yeah the the several days of everything kind of spawning. So that's why I'm like, oh, we got these this really specific time slots. We've got the it's the Saturday Sunday. Are they just gonna do every Com Day Pokemon from this year like that? kind of makes sense like it's another nice way to be like hey you missed a day or you are new to the game you've missed out on these com day pokemon here's your chance to grab them but at the same time it's like do they i i I feel like they probably wouldn't desaturate Mm -hmm. the spawns by including last year's stuff like that seems kind of silly if the uh, if the intention is to help people get stuff that they might have missed this year I'm nervous that they're not going to do the special moves from last year. I know that everyone's like, yeah. hoping they're like, I hope they do this year's spawns and then last year's special moves. I would love that too, but I'm trying not to put any stock into that because I don't want to be disappointed when they potentially don't. I think it'd be cool, but then it also takes away from, I guess, the move exclusivity. Uh, if I had to make a guess, I would either say it's going to be purely this year's spawns with their special moves or something entirely different, like not not Eevee, but 
I feel like there's nothing on the same level as Eevee that needs as many right. things to be caught to get every yeah. version. We were just, we were, we talked about this like a few weeks ago. <laughs> we're all hitting our head against the wall. Like what other Pokemon could it be? We're like, let's think of at least one or two examples. We could yeah. not think of one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the closest you can get is like maybe the ones with four stages. So like, or four variations. Yeah. So like audition Poliwag or things like that. But mm-hmm. they've already come out. They've had their, you know, at Safari or GoFest, like Oddish is mm, hinting, I guess, for Taiwan. Right. Like, And the only, only ones that could qualify are rather inappropriate or they won't do them. Like like Arceus forms, they could do stuff like yes. that. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, Arceus yeah. isn't going to be spawning on the street. Yes. You know. Exactly. Uh, you're going to have to climb a mountain for that guy, I'm sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Take this audio bite later when one day it does spawn on the street and it's like, it's not going to be spawning <laughs> on the street. Play it on a loop. <laughs> I I think it might just be the simplest answer where it is just this year's stuff again. Yeah. Occam's Razor. $2.50 on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take you up on that. Okay. Uh, Australian or American? Or uh, your dollar's stronger at the moment. Let's go. Uh, your, let's go. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. How about if? How about if you're wrong, it's Australian, and if you're okay. right, then I have to pay you American. No, I'm just joking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Let's move on to some listener questions. We read one earlier, but it was appropriate for the context we were talking about. So, yep. Mr. Gan got a, a quick little <laughs> promotion earlier to the show. Yes. Uh, so Catherine's got two questions for you from our Discord. Uh, how do you how do you talk about events in the future without having viewers think you're trying to hint at something basically like you know you've got an inside yeah. you know yeah. you've got inside information like she's trying to tell us something how do you yeah. manage that so generally like if i want to speculate i will speculate i try to be pr- pretty transparent about the whole like yes sometimes i know things in advance for me personally if i know something's coming up like say oh, I know Shiny Mewtwo is happening. I'll kind of just, I won't talk about it or speculate because I don't want people to, if I speculate the wrong thing, I don't want people to think that it is like guaranteed or I'm like, you know, a source of, I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a source of truth for legitimate news. So say if I don't know about Mewtwo Shiny coming up, I, I might speculate pretty heavily and be like, oh, this could be coming and, you know, like wouldn't that be cool if this happens and blah, blah, blah. And then generally once I find out about something, I try not to talk too much about it. I mean, I guess for the, the viewer, they wouldn't know when that is. I, I guess I try – when I do speculate, I try not to go too over the top or even say something so it's guaranteed. I feel like I'm very careful with my word choice um, and I try to reiterate, like, we don't know this, like, nothing's confirmed yet, like, don't believe anything until it's from the direct news source. Mm-hmm. Um and then in general, I think the hardest thing to manage is like when you're at a rate and be like, you guys are excited for shiny Lil Pop? And you're like, oh my God, no. Like you try to just slip up and say what's happening next week. <laughs> you're like, oh, sure. Sure, you yeah, know, yeah, oh. yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like the the good eggs are pretty, are pretty good at like, that's a hard question. Having like an accurate I, perspective I, For me of what's personally, on, like yeah. once I have, once I know something, I try to avoid it because you don't want to break NDA. You don't want to be like, hey, guys, you should get some raid passes. <laughs> wink, wink. Maybe there will be some cool raids. Like I just, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. I don't want to risk like breaking NDA. I don't want to turn people down the wrong path kind of thing. So I just kind of avoid it in general. Um, and if people want to read something into something that's not there, I guess that's on them. 
But sure. when I'm when I'm speculating, I try to stipulate like I am speculating hard right now, or here's why I think this is coming out. Here's cool things in the promotional or marketing material, like you know, odd issues on the Safari Zone poster. They have had the shiny featured on every poster previously. Therefore, we can intuit that this may be the shiny. I have no idea, but it, it's it's likely based on this evidence. Kind sure, of thing. and the you know, previous patterns and all that yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Like, right. and you you make your own decision. Yeah, right. But I, I would right. hate for someone to be like, oh, "She's confirmed it." I'm like, "No." Right. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to navigate the gray area where it's like we all we all knew that Frenzy Plant was going to be announced uh, today, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> we all knew it was going to be Frenzy Plant. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh man, you can't say it's not Frenzy Plant." Because uh, we're not sure, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, for stuff like that, we can yeah, we can feasibly say like, oh, we assume it's this, totally. and like just kind of say, you know, it's, pro- it's probably going to be that. Like, there's nothing to indicate otherwise. But right. I wouldn't want to say like it is this or it's like it's going to be this or that kind of thing. Like anything with too much certainty. To I don't know. I don't. I, I want to make sure that people can trust when I put something out there that it is like accurate when it is news. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the perspective of the people that are like your viewers and stuff like that, um, Catherine also had a second question. Uh, Do you feel as though you're treated differently as a female YouTuber in comparison to the guys? Um, I think it depends on like the context of what's happening. Um, I think people are a lot more critical of, um, so if someone's going to be critical, I'm, I'm very lucky to have, just a whole bunch of good eggs, great community in general that support all of us creators um, and that have their heads screwed on, right? <laughs> but um, I think if someone's going to be critical of something to me versus the guys, it's going to be what I'm wearing, how I'm standing, where I'm positioning the camera certain times. They'd be like, oh, you're trying to get like a, a sexy angle. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that when I took the screenshot for the thumbnail because it's just me where I don't look like I'm blinking halfway through. Like it's one still where I look normal. <laughs> like whereas, oh, you're wearing that you know, crop top, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if, you know, if Nick was wearing a pair of shorts, no one's going to be like, ooh, shorts like thick at 2 minutes 35 seconds. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they will. Who knows? I Maybe mean- someone's in there for Nick's calves. I don't know. But like that's probably the main thing. Whereas for, you know, just general content, it's pretty much the same in terms of like criticisms or critiques. It's more on the content of stuff where sure. it's like, why is there like, you know, they've done a lot of shiny videos in a row, which could happen for anyone. You've done a lot of like, not a lot of raids in a row. You've not done like not many um, egg hatches, whatever it might be. But when it is specifically gendered, I feel like it's mostly geared towards clothing and positioning of like camera angles where I don't even think that much about it. I'm like, the lighting's good this way and the camera's not going to fall off this object that I put it on. Sick, right. let's roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think in the past you, you've handled it incredibly well. I remember there was there was one you were like cosplaying as like a trainer holding a Pokeball and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, people were giving you a hard time and you were like, hey, uh, this is just what the characters look like in the game. And you always have a very reasonable, rational sort of answer to everything because yeah. you're not trying to do anything off the rails, crazy, you know, like. No, I that like wearing shorts and crop tops. Like, why? Yeah. It's hot in my country. Like, it's, Absolutely. Yeah. it's Australia, yeah. people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, of course, so. I'm not going to wear as much, like, you know, I'm not going to layer up when it's 40 degrees, 104 Fahrenheit or whatever. Like, I don't know. 
a lot of people like to try and like do the whole like, oh, you're a role model for children. It's like, yes, I am. And as such, I should encourage children to be comfortable in what they choose to wear and what they choose to do in their life. Like, um, like your, your point is backfiring because like we should be encouraging kids to be comfy and confident. And if they want to wear, you know, a big hoodie and long pants in summer, go for it. If you want to wear a crop top in summer, you go for it makes right. you happy you do you you're not hurting anyone else kind of thing so yes it's it's just funny when people try to bring that up as well and then it's like specifically with that you know that pokemon one where they were just like oh you know you're a role model for kids and it's like if your kids are playing these games have you seen some of the gym leaders like oh, their yeah. shorts are shorter than what i could physically <laughs> i don't think any human could physically manage that and you know I mean, all Good the swimmers are just are they're wearing like, you know, two piece swimsuits and stuff, which is yeah, completely exactly. fine. But for a child, is, that's no different than, you know, underwear or something like that. Exactly. Right? Same level it's, of it's modesty, normal, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you a, see yeah. your parents yeah. in that probably. Every kid probably sees their parents in that. You go to the beach, you see every spectrum of beach wear. And sure. for a kid, it's like, cool. Can I play it? Like, can I build a sandcastle now or what? Like, they don't care. <laughs> I don't care if someone's wearing swimmers. Like, exactly. ooh, ah, the lady in the yeah. red bikini. They're just like, where is my bucket and where is my shovel? I want to make this sandcastle. Thank you. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I have quite a lot of admiration for your ability to just seemingly brush that off and just move on. And I think that that's an acquired skill that you're quite good at. So good for you. That's it takes awesome. time. <laughs> I'm sure. Thank you. Man. All right. So Tyler had the question. What's the update on on parachute spiders? We talked about it last time, and you yes. were you were caught off guard. Did you did yeah. you take a look? I did. I, I gave them a sweet Google straight after, and I was very impressed. <laughs> I like them a lot. Ten yeah, out of ten. Cool. <laughs> Both terrifying and adorable. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. like tactical. It's so so cool. I love it. Tactical spiders. I like, I like the idea of them just like you know webbing a balloon and like rock music yeah. starts playing and they all just like take off and they're a slight breeze comes by and they all fly off you know <laughs> <laughs> this is parachute one to squad leader we are about to make approach on the base uh, <laughs> pull on my say so <laughs> let loose the need lines more, <laughs> need more spider content on the channel i did a video actually through the year we went to the reptile park I gave everyone a spider warning and so many comments were like, thank you for the spider <laughs> warning because I would have vomited. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Sorry it's about a that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, wild. man. Yeah. Uh, the spider phobias are, are very, very real. Yeah. yeah. Goodness me. Okay, cool. Glad that we're all on the same page about balloon spiders being real cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Casper has a question for you. Uh, how's PVP going? Did you get a chance to participate in as many Silverina events as you'd like? PvP is going good. As much as I don't put heaps of it on the channel, I do. I have competed in like every um, Sylph Cup this year, except for I missed Kingdom Cup at the time, but I redid it for the Mirror Cup. So it's going good. I'm getting better. I think my my still my main weakness is in the moment remembering typings, um, just because I never you know I've played every single Pokemon game ever. I never focused on the battles. I would just pump them out and just kind of, you know, keep moving on with my journey. So definitely for me, typings, especially with dual typings and things, I'm like, oh, okay, does, is it neutral or is it you're resistant or whatever it might be? I still love it. I love PvP. I'm getting better. I've got a uh, comp on this Saturday, the Sydney Invitational, which I should Ooh. be doing some more practice for. <laughs> but I'm liking <laughs> my team. It's going good. So 
fingers crossed I can just come in the middle like last time I, I came directly in the center. So I want to get I want to get better. I want to push that stat up, but definitely there's going to be some more PvP stuff coming as well with the new season. Talking some collab stuff with Zionic and that he does great PvP content too. So, sure does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's top notch. Uh, so it was King. Oh man, every everybody yeah. that's been involved with that scene has just been phenomenal. Which kind of leads to the next question: mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the health of the competitive PvP scene? And more so, like, do you think it has a prominent role in the future of Pokemon Go? Yeah, I think I think it's an awesome scene. Like the fact that in in Dortmund at GoFest, after one of the the GoFest days, we went to like the Sylph Cup that was happening there. Like the I think it was the regional, and there was just like this room full of like two hundred people, like just here to cheer on like a, a projector and a, a screen, and all the people competing and like that was awesome to have it represented at Worlds as well. This year was really fantastic. I think it has definitely room to grow. Definitely, definitely, there's so much legs to get more people involved in PvP. I think it should have a prominent role for the rest of Pokemon Go. Like, definitely, it's got a, it's got a place. And the fact that it is like a fun change up to the 3DS version where you're turn by turn, you can really take your time and strategize. Like, there's a lot of tactics in, you know, swapping out to use one of your Pokemon as a shield instead of spending a shield when you know it's, you know, got two HP left or um, strategic switches, strategic charge moves, trying to, you know, bait your opponent by making them count more attacks than what you think kind of thing. Right. I think the main challenge is going to get be like convincing people to try it or, you know, how do you, how do you convert the audience that doesn't already do PVP into doing it? Because I guess if they're only seeing the high level play, it's like, oh my God, this ceiling for entry is so high. Like even for me, and I'm someone who does PVP, you know, at least a couple times a week. If I wanted to compete at that level, like these dudes are counting the moves. They're listening to what charge move is being set out by the audio of it. Like if you're someone who doesn't do it already, how do we get them into it? And I think that's going to be part of the responsibility of the PVP community is bring your mate along and show them like to help integrate more people. I think- um, a lot of the creators, like even for myself, I could be doing more to help the the entry level kind of stuff because I'm probably I'm mid like I'm I'm exactly fifty fifty with my wins and losses basically. So I could be doing more to encourage. Hey, here's like a really easy team build. Like, don't think too hard about it. But then, I guess then getting them to go to a comp. Are they just going to get their butts kicked, kind of thing? Or uh-huh, right. it's, it's very yeah multi multi layered. But I think we need to like. <laughs> As the PvP community, you know, do a – actually, the Sydney tournament is doing a, you know, BYO friend. Bring a friend who doesn't, comp- like, compete and they're going to have their own little tournament where it's not the people who have ranked for the open, like, the invitational. And they're going to be amongst people that are of a similar skill level. That's brilliant. Like, that's, that's really awesome. brilliant. Uh-huh. I think more communities need to probably do that. Like, bring your friends and put those friends in their own you know, at the kids' table, essentially. Like, don't right. kick their butts and make them be like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to play anymore. Like, put them together, give them a prize or an incentive and and get them enjoying it kind of thing. And then they will build that skill. So that was a really long answer. To no, question, that was I feel like it's multi-layered. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's such a complicated thing because, man, people, are, people were so quick to dismiss uh yeah. pvp as simple mm. and stuff like that and if you if you've spent more than you know 10 matches or if you've watched a video if you <laughs> if you've ever watched one of king's videos and you're like yeah. whoa uh, wait how yeah. <laughs> can i steal priority from somebody else this isn't yeah. just turn-based pseudo turn-based yeah like it, 
it's very in depth. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not just mashing your screen. Like it's not exactly. the board, tapper, tapper, tapper. Yeah. And it's like, nah, though, it's, it's really not because you don't want to mash that screen. You want to under tap that charge move. You want to like sneak that. Like there is a nice bit of nuance to it. And we need to teach people that like, yeah, get them in. Yeah, BYO friend. BYO friend. You heard <laughs> yeah. it here first. And you'll hopefully hear it a lot more, folks. Okay. Uh, the next question is from JC Picks, who uh, also had to hey. say in addition to his question. Um, Dear Zoe, thank you for inspiring me and the other Poka grammars so much. We have this wonderful community and we're eternally grateful for that. Uh, oh, and my question is, is Periwinkle just as adorable in person as she seems to be on Twitter? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Periwinkle is, so for context, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, community <laughs> manager Liz, her little pupper, mm-hmm. is Periwinkle, little um, long-haired, like, dachshund, little sausage dog. She Darwin is of like, the internet. <laughs> oh, my God. She's the sweetest. She's the sweetest thing. She has, like, you know when, like, I guess you meet a dog and they're just, like, obsessed with you? I feel like Perry's not immediately that she's like you're cool and i like you but i'm not, I'm not just gonna like give you all my love like we're, we're gonna hang around in the same space and you know you're cool but i'm, I'm not, every time you like say Perry, come here she's like mm, i'm comfy here thank you she's got her own like <laughs> this wonderful little personality she's super duper sweet she's so soft she's so lovely oh. We like cuddled on a beanbag together and it was beautiful. She's a great dog. <laughs> awesome. That was like a highlight genuinely of like San Fran um, at the start of this year. I was like, oh, I get to meet Perry. Liz, I'm coming to your house to meet Perry. She's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Liz is great. Yeah. Perry's also She's great. So, yeah. yeah. They're both wonderful. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the, the last uh, question is actually two from uh, George. First of all, thank you, Zoe, for introducing me to GoCast back in February. Hey. Uh, I guess also thank you for me then, too. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. (laughs) I've got two questions. One, do you intend to travel and host any meetups in other countries outside of attending sanctioned Pokemon Go events? I live in Texas and we'd love to have you. Texas. I've got I've got like this really specific skew in my data, my analytics for Texas. I need to come to Texas. (laughs) Really? Yeah, you before before a lot of the collabs, like USA viewers, it was like forty something percent Texas, and I was like, "Hello, Texas, what's happening?" <laughs> uh, and now it's kind of balanced out to be a bit more like it. Um, and California and Texas kind of share the main the main viewership of the states, but it's like I was like, "What's happening in Texas? Is it just my voice? Like, what's appreciate it? Thank you." But I kind of want to. I think for the next go fest or for the next time I'm in the States, I want to kind of do a bit of an extended, like see a bit more because for the most part, I've only seen Chicago and San Fran like ever. And that's, I feel like that's very small, like a sample size of, that'd be like saying, Oh, I went to Australia and I went to Sydney and it's like, cool. Like it, it's awesome. <laughs> but you, you saw like with one teeny little bit, like our countries are both huge. Like there's right. so much to see in so many communities. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, Texas is legitimately on the list. Um, Florida is on the list as well. I want to kind of like, yeah, spend a bit more time and say like after a GoFest or if they happen to do, you know, the the creator meetup again in San Fran, just take two weeks to kind of go and visit some other spots, you know, separate from any events, bonus points if it lines up on a comm day or something. But definitely I I do intend to, to do those kinds of things, definitely. Awesome. I guess as well, I'm looking at just doing like 
me and Alan are going to go for like a holiday somewhere for ourselves, like to relax at the end of the year or start of next year. But more than likely, if it's like, hey, I happen to be in another country, I'd probably take a, you know, half a day to be like, hey, guys, let's go meet at this thing. Alan's going to go get, you know, a back massage or something and I'm going to, you know, meet the Pokemon squad. Um, so, yeah, realistically, yes, it will happen. I just have no idea where and when <laughs> all these things will happen. <laughs> awesome. But it's on the radar. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the second question is, do you have any tips, tricks on how to convince a family member to start or get back into playing? I remember you convinced Alan, speaking of Alan, and your mom <laughs> to play. So I'm curious what you said that was so convincing. Um, so for Alan, it was just like it he had um he started playing at the start and very begrudgingly as well. Like Pokemon was never his kind of childhood thing both very busy with like full-time jobs and stuff. So when I was like, oh, come on, you know, let's go do a gym on the way home. He was like, oh, fine. Like just to help you out kind of thing. But getting him back into it, I kind of pitched it to him as like, you know, more for a content for a video. So I was like, oh, it's going to be really funny. Like you don't know half the Pokemon's names. Like you can just, you know, be yourself and riff and make up names of stuff and, you know, have it as this funny thing of husband tries to play the Pokemans and uh-huh. that kind of thing. <laughs> but I guess in terms of convincing him to keep playing it like semi-daily, it was a bit of, it was like a, a slow grind. So it's kind of like that slow, like, oh, I need help for a raid. Like, can, you know, I'll trade you a really strong Pokemon. Like, can you come and help me with that? Mm-hmm. Like, and then maybe they get interested and, in, you know, like I remember one day when Alan came home and he's like, look at this. And he's showing me a Piplup. And I'm like, yeah. That's Piplup. And he's like, he's the best Pokemon ever. Like they might find <laughs> a Pokemon that they love. Like they just love the look of. And they're like, oh, this guy, I, w- I want to protect him with my life. And like they might get more invested in actually seeing stuff like pop up. Like if you take them, right. maybe someone that has some decent spawns, ask them like, oh, what's your favorite one here? And just kind of like, it's like a subtle sell. I suggested sell, like a little add on. Like, oh yeah, I like that. that that's cool. <laughs> I like this feature or maybe they super into PVP because like, oh, you can battle with them. I didn't know about that. Or like mm-hmm. I can send presents, um, but I think it's it's a long, slow process. Um, for my mum, I again, it was for a video. I was like, it'll be fun to just do like mum plays. Like mum has even less idea about Pokemon than yeah. Alan did. Um, and she's like level 16 now. I left her to her own devices. And she kept playing. Well, on the phone the other day, she's like, so that, how do I, how do I get the things to catch them with? And I was like, what? She's like, how do I get like the balls to catch them with? And I'm like, you got to s- spin the blue things. Like, how are you level 16? I realized that she had so many bonuses from leveling up that she never had to spin a pokey stop the whole time. Oh, wow. And she'd well, forgotten from like the first week that I was with her. But yeah, I think it's just like, she just thinks they're kind of neat. So she's like, oh, these are cool. And she'll just kind of catch them. And yeah, again, like a really a gentle sell. Of like, you know, sure. you can send gifts to each other or, you know, you can, here's, a, here's a cool thing. Find your, your favorite one of the week kind of thing. And eventually they might pick it up. Or even like a community day. Like that's a pretty unique experience. Like if you bring someone to a community day, that might be a cool like integration into the game for them. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's how we got uh, Kyle, our, our co-host, to really buy into the game. We took oh, him to nice. downtown Chicago for his first like Larvitar community day. The, yeah. Talk about a perfect storm that one was, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sell. Um, but yeah, I think community days, definitely. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's lovely. Hopefully, George, that, that helps you uh, suss some of that stuff out. Well, we're wrapping, we're wrapping up our time here. But, you know, this is a go-cast 
recording so i do have to bug you about goals and stuff like that because it's our spiel yeah Yeah. um so (laughs) what are you what are you currently working on right now oh actually i almost forgot to ask you how you're trading distance metal is going oh, last time i think yeah. it was 43 million or something like that oh honey <laughs> oh no oh i'm excited we have expanded <laughs> it is if my game will load yep yeah, very good uh it is uh 94.6 million <laughs> so that's still that's know. still the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I live really far out. away <laughs> I don't think you guys realize how far away I am someone's like are you coming to this are you going to come play Combe in Texas and I'm like dude I'm so far away <laughs> I thought I could stand on like the tip of Florida and just like see you or something and wave. You know? like, hey. Hi. what up Zoe hey. hello <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. dude, I, I don't care how far away you live. That's that's a pretty impressive. That's a pretty impressive number. <laughs> it is good. It's I love Goodness it. Me. Yeah. I love it. I just love that it means every time I travel that like all of my trades are like distance trades, no matter what it is. It's like, are you on a PG? Cool. It's a PG from like fifteen thousand kilometers away. So yeah, that's that's like I suppose still like the one that I want to have as my best badge. In terms of goals, I just ticked off a little goal. We hit 100 million XP and 100,000 catches this wow, week. congratulations. So that was kind oh. of like one stats thing I was working towards because I never do stats. But Reversal was like, oi, you could like line these both up in the same video. And I was like, oh, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other goals, I guess. Yeah, like what are you looking for like yeah. this week or like the rest of the ultra bonus or something like that? I'm hatching eggs like a madman. I'm hatching those regional eggs. Like I really want to get like at least one shiny hatch. So I'm I'm doing like the maximum amount of gifts, eggs every single day. Um, I got very lucky with some wild spawns yesterday. Holy dooly. But um, no spoilers just in case. But yeah, I'm going to be hatching like crazy. Farfetch'd is such a gorgeous shiny. I think the Taurus will be the hardest one to hunt in the wild because you just never see it. So that would be a good one to get while it's, you know, I guess accessible. So yeah, shiny regionals. That's my that's my goal. All right, and that's a good goal for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, and I think that that's about that does wrap up our time here today. So before we're all finished and we say goodbye and all that good stuff, where can people find you? What can people do <gasps> to support you? All that. Uh, you can find me over on the YouTube under Zoe Two Dots, uh, Instagram Zoe Two Dots, Twitter underscore Zoe Two Dots. Someone else got that one first. Dang it. Um, pretty much everywhere you can find me is just under under Zoe Two Dots. I'm around. Come I mean, find it was me. Come me. hang out. It was me, Zoe. I, I stole that. Oh that my handle. god, you're that random Zoe in in this. <laughs> it's gonna cost you two dollars and fifty cents, but American, okay? <gasps> That's like three dollars <laughs> seventy Australian. Um, I guess. I guess I can do that. That's a fit. You drive a hard bargain, but it's sold. <laughs> <laughs> side plug if you want some sweet tunes alan is still doing uh he's released his second song third song coming out towards the end of the year i'm pretty sure but under alan kinder like the kinder surprise egg on uh on spotify (laughs) awesome Uh, we'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes as well folks cheers thank you guys so much for listening zoe thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me absolutely this is always a joy we're looking forward to have you on next time already. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, if you want to send us an email, mail at gocastpodcast.com. That's where you know we get all those lovely things from you guys. And gocastpodcast.com is where you can learn more about this show and 
and, you know, see all the extended show notes and stuff and find out more about Zoe as well. Until next time, see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.